Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it, including all the little things and the big things too that we're going to talk about today. I'm Biz Paul here in the UK. I'm joined by one of the strongest, wonderfulest woman that I know. She's across a huge amount of water in the US. It's Felicia Jones. Hi, Paul. I'm sitting here sipping all of my tea today. How are you doing? Oh, don't spill it. <laughs> you know what? I What I learned last night is that we do a really good job of taking down the U- UK by spilling tea. It's amazing. Do you know, I didn't even know of the phrase spill the tea until one of my Gen Z uh, staff told me what it was. I was like, oh, that's you not the phrase. That? No. <laughs> What's the phrase uh. then? I don't know, but like, spill, spill the beans would be spill what we would say over here. Beans? How old spill are the you? beans. Oh, we wow. know how we like beans. Well, I mean, okay, do you know the phrase sipping? Like, I'm going to sit back here and sip, sip my tea? No. Okay, so basically, when you are like calling somebody out, it's like, I'm going to just sit really quiet and just sip my tea and not get involved and let you keep doing your thing. Oh, okay. And you sip your tea while somebody is spilling the tea. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. It's it's something us Americans do. And, you know, we've learned how to take you out by spilling tea. It's amazing. Well, appa- apparently so. <laughs> well, dear listener, dear listener, um, th- potentially this is a very special episode of Humans Exhaust Me. We're probably only going to talk about one thing. It's the only thing that is happening in the world. I am literally on the lookout for what the government over here slips out today <laughs> some sort of like big news that that they're going brilliant brilliant let's just sneak this thing out about how we're going to like you know not pay any public workers anymore um uh, yeah i th- i'm watching for that but there's only one thing that's that's being talked about um what is it felicia bts is going to perform at the grammys i am so excited about that me too yay <laughs> actually what's happening over here is megan and harry that's all megan harry and oprah the, well they are happening over there that is for sure because they ain't happening over here are they yeah but they're making a lot of people feeling their feelings over there mm. <laughs> mm. um can i just say before we get into a conversation about this subject uh, yes the the uh dedicated listener will have uh, listened to an episode on the royal family some time ago and will know my feelings about the royal family. Um, you know, I'm a Republican with a small R, a small R. Uh, and I really feel actually, Felicia, that you and I might be on the same page with a lot of the, the reaction to this interview. Um, so I'm just going to say that I'm going to maybe act as a little bit of a foil in certain parts of this conversation. I might try and deliberately put forward an alternative view just for the purposes of of balance and to allow us to have more discussions, okay? Okay, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I still got a whole mug full of (laughs) tea. Yeah, I shall highlight when, when that is because I don't want... I don't want such uh, certain things to be misconstrued as maybe something that I feel or I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's All do right. it. Yeah. Right. So uh, the first thing to say, I think, just for transparency purposes, is that we're recording this on 
a Monday evening where through sheer luck or non-luck or whatever the phrase is, uh, you've seen it. Yes. And I have only seen the reaction uh, from, you know, what's what's been going on over here, which is pretty electric in itself, but is quite clearly not the full thing. Yeah, you got to watch the full thing. And for everybody, we're talking about the interview that Meghan and Harry yeah. did with Oprah Winfrey. So, yeah. <laughs> for context. <laughs> we should talk about that. <laughs> yes, it is the Meghan and Harry interview that uh, they did with Oprah Winfrey. So that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, where, where do we start? Do we go straight in for the jugular or... I don't know. Let's actually let's let's get a little bit of let's get a little bit of context uh, in. So uh, it's it's uh, it was billed or it's been billed here as a uh, you know um, tell all interview. Uh, Megan speaking her truth. Megan and Harry speaking their truth. Is that how it's been pitched over there? Um, I, I guess so. I mean, for the most part, if Oprah is interviewing somebody like. Megan or Harry, that's all you need. So we'll just right. tune in. But it was more of just getting the real story, like their okay. version of everything that has been going on over the last few years. Okay. Now, I think that's a really important definition, actually, their version, because one of the things I think, again, I'm just saying this for balance. One of the things that I think is always worth remembering is that when someone tells their side of the story, it's, it's their version of yes. the events. And I think what's quite clear is that they felt like they haven't been able to do that for whatever well, reason. <laughs> they gave a reason as to why they couldn't. Uh, oh, okay. Like, yes. They gave, <laughs> what was they the gave, reason? Um, because they were, they weren't able to, they were told not to, yeah. uh, no comments with the, with the press um, and, and things like that. So basically she said they were silenced from saying anything. Which is, which is quite, um, I was going to say normal. I'm not saying that, that that is normal, but in terms of uh, how the royal family acts and has done for probably a thousand years, uh, but how the royal family acts, it is not to, to, to do these kind of things. So anything yeah. like this is, is potentially huge. And lots of people over here go, oh, Ooh. And, I do, and I don't think that that's a, necessarily a bad reaction. I think it's just that there are cultural differences between Britain and the US. And we're very close cousins, but we are different. And I think sometimes, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's I think it's quite difficult for people outside of the country to understand some of those. I, I, I maybe. I, part of, I guess for me, it's hard to... Okay, so with some things dealing with the royal family, I think a lot of us over here are learning about how yeah. they operate. But when it comes down to dealing with humans, that's I think that's where I I feel a lot of Americans are just like, you know what, these are humans. This is your child. Why would you treat your family yeah. this way? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting because I, I have actually put some notes down here just because I think it's so, it's so sensitive. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. But one of the things I wrote down was that um th this this has this has been going on like forever and it's it's i was saying to somebody in uh, at work today that it's a it's a bit like um when people talk about japanese culture and the japanese culture being really polite mm -hmm. 
-hmm. really polite and, and people feeling really awkward about certain situations. We're a bit like that in Britain. We, we are really quite repressed in our ability to, um, or inability rather, to express our feelings. And it, it sometimes feels very harsh uh, to see Americans kind of be very open. We, we find it awkward, I think. I think me less so because I feel a bit more like I'm a bit more global. But but people <laughs> do find it awkward and, and can't do it. And I think that sometimes gives a, an impression of the way that they, they feel, which isn't necessarily how it is. It's just that they can't express it properly. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So you all need therapy. Oh, yeah. But you said we wouldn't have therapy over here. That's a <laughs> oh, very, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know that that was something that was potentially mentioned, but that, oh, that's yeah. a relatively new thing. And I don't think it's something that the royal family would particularly um, steer towards as a, as a potential course of action. Yeah, I, I, I can I can definitely see that. I mean, that's still a newer thing here. I feel maybe we're like maybe 20 years ahead of you, but it's still hard for a lot of people to get help. But in the last few years, it's not, it's not looked down upon to go get help when you are struggling. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I, I do wonder just from, I mean, the reaction has been quite, quite huge over over here and mm -hmm. when i looked at when i looked at my phone this morning and there were like a thousand messages from you and a thousand messages from our number one fan ashley hi ashley um <laughs> you know it was kind of like oh okay because i i, I until until this morning my <laughs> view was well it's all media hype the tabloids here are absolutely rotten and and yes. any sensible person knows that here um and and it's all been made up to be this big thing but actually they won't say very much and it'll all blow over and that will be it oh no Ooh. oh no they said some things and, <laughs> you know and how 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 did it feel being everybody's only british friend for a night <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I don't know anybody else. So we're going to send all the messages to Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of I kind of feel like I had to. Um, that, well, not that I had to, but that I, it might be I might be at risk of having to explain things that I don't understand myself or um, or that, you know, I'm going in blind here because I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, but it, it was quite funny looking on Twitter because all I could see on Twitter was abolish the monarchy they should get rid of that family they are evil it's like <laughs> is this the first time americans have actually seen the royal family you know what that you know she talks about that in an interview and we don't understand the royal family we we know about them but we don't i mean this is not part of our culture we don't talk about you all every day and we don't talk about the royal family um, what we learn about the, the UK, British society, um, especially in world history, we, we learn about these monarchy people. And then we kind of learn, you know, that you have some colonies and then it stops when we said, get the hell out of, yeah. you know, America. And then that's about it. And then, of course, every you guys are great at period movies. So <laughs> that's all we know about you is like, well, you guys are all these like stiff little English people. You know, everybody's like a prince or something. Um, and then I think, you know, going into like Princess Diana, so you have a whole generation that knows about her, but not yeah. about how this family works. Um, 
So, yeah, so you kind of see them. They're kind of celebrity, but they're more than just celebrities. So they are ah. world figures, but we don't know. Um, and Megan did talk about that. She said, you know, here we understand celebrities and we know what they do. But she said, even for her, it was a big realization that they are they are beyond celebrity. Um, so, yeah, so we don't know much about, I mean, we know about you all, but we don't know how, yeah. we don't know how they how it works we just know yeah. there's a queen yeah uh, that that's coming across quite strongly i would say um from 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 this because i think when i've when i've been looking at it today i was i was kind of thinking oh okay this is like your first experience isn't it of how the royal family actually is oh well <laughs> i think some of us you know depending on um i will definitely say for black people here who have who study history we know about that version of the royal family and like all the things you know during slavery and stuff like that um but no not just the inner workings of how these how it works so the closest you will probably get unless you are a, a complete historian is the crown that is probably the first interaction that you have with the royal family and um, so that's how everybody is just kind of comparing it to like, wow, this is, the crown broke the fourth wall and gave us a real story. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose uh, in, in reality, you know, one shouldn't be surprised at that. I mean, it's happening over here. It's not happening where, where you are. So there's no reason why you should know how it how it all works mm -hmm. uh, here uh, and, and, until and uh, you know someone who is 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 known perhaps tries to go into that but it uh, it's definitely interesting when when you mentioned about celebrity there because i i i wouldn't see the royal family as celebrities i mean i suppose they are in in a way i would see there being a huge difference between celebrity and a royal family and i wonder whether and again i don't know if you mentioned this at all but i wonder whether um that I don't, I don't know whether whether she thought that it was a bit like celebrities that she could handle that because she knew it herself whether I don't know did that was that a thing um I, I think she kind of talks a little bit about it but I I think just in the overall uh, when you look at it because we don't have a monarchy so we don't have to interact there's nobody ruling over us well, we you have had the Trumps for a bit but we can get rid of those people Ah, and you that did, we have then. we we have elections and we can you know we bring in a president we can keep them for two terms and then they're out of there so and then after that they they kind of become semi-regular people again but it was all like a regular person you know like you and i or you can't because you're not an american citizen we could <laughs> literally kind of be you know be a regular person off the street and you know get into the white house and then, you know, you do your term and you leave, but this is an institution, like they called it, they call it the firm and the institution that's yeah. been around for centuries for the most part. So, and, and the media here, they are celebrities because they only pop over here like once every 10 years. Uh -huh. So that is the only, I mean, and then there's a wedding. So of course it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, that's all we have. We get yeah the queen's birthday there's a wedding and then somebody has nice outfits so they are kind of in that world <laughs> of celebrities they're brand ambassadors yeah. they tell you the latest outfits and fashions and that's it yeah well the, to be fair i mean i'm not sure they do much else but you know again that's just a personal feeling um let's let's talk about some of the gutsy stuff right because 
the the things that have um how long was it was it two hours it was a two-hour interview so the first hour is megan and then the second hour is is harry um and he did a yeah he he was basically he said hold my beer i'm gonna tell you all the tea like right well you know he's got he's he's i don't know revenge isn't the right word but um you know he sounds hurt i I think that's it okay I, I think what I got from a lot from this interview, because it kind of covers so many things is, you know, family support, you know, being like completely hurt that your family just isn't on your side anymore. Having to take care of your your new family, your wife and your kids um, who are just going through a, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you, you have to deal with racism, you know, ignorant racism, some of the issues of being an interracial couple being in celebrity status and being a political figure. So um, I, I definitely got a lot of on his side, just just being hurt by how the family has reacted to him and his right. family. And and was it OK? So was it about the family in particular or does it go broader than that? I think he talks about the tabloids and the media. Does it go beyond that? Does he talk about the British people at all? No, it's mainly just their interactions with the family, the media, their concerns. Um, that's it. You know, they don't really talk about the people, um, but mainly uh, and being and feeling safe. That that was the biggest one. So, what the, when they say um, feeling safe, what does what does that mean? Well, in parts of the interview, they talk about how basically they they had their security removed. And, and when she announced that she was pregnant, they had some issues, you know, with the child and saying, well, he won't be a prince or have a title and all that kind of stuff. And he won't have security. And so that's when they got a little like, what do you mean he won't have security? Um, And then the issues with Megan not having security, and then they took the whole security away from the whole family. And so even Megan tried to write letters to them and saying, you know what, I understand how you feel about me, but please protect my husband, you know. Um, and I and I think that's the hardest thing for us to realize is that we see security and we think like Kim Kardashian type security. But I, I think we still have to remember that Prince Harry is still a political figure. And then if something does happen to him or his family, he could literally probably start a war somewhere. So Ooh, that was... Well, I, I don't know, but I mean, it'll, it, it may not start a war, but it'll probably get some people, you know, panties up in a bunch. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's I don't think he's that important, though. I don't I think don't, he's I... that important, but that is, I mean, you don't, you don't go kill a president's child or something like that without getting some, some feathers ruffled, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. But it was just more in, you know, you took away our security and then you told the press exactly where we were. And then they were, you know, having to deal with death threats and, you know, crazy people out there. So I think that was the the biggest th- that was one of their biggest concerns um, dealing with um, their son and how they reacted to him. Hmm. So I think this is going to be an area that I'm going to have to watch because. Yeah. I, if hmm. <laughs> uh, the security thing. So I'm, I'm unclear whether security was taken away once they left the family or whether they were still within the family because my understanding is that security was only taken away from them when they left the family 
Yeah, see, you're going to have to watch the interview because there's some interesting things of how all of it all played out. None of this stuff, everything that's reported wasn't like sudden, you know, it, nothing was a shocker, mm. um, you know, like them leaving. This was not a shocker. Um, but uh, they said it kind of started when she was pregnant. And that's when they had discussions that there will be no security for the kid. And, th and I'm pretty sure that kind of went into like, what do you mean? That type of discussions. Right. Hmm. So, which hmm. which is concerning, and um, they pretty much said that a lot of this started after they got back from Australia, and she announced it, that she was pregnant. Oh, okay. I mean, I think yes, it is concerning. It is it's concerning if it's discriminatory. Discriminatory. I think it's really concerning because, like, why would you not protect a member of the royal family if you're protecting? So someone else, why would you withhold that from a pregnant woman who is a, a princess of the United yeah. Kingdom? Yeah. Because, you know, that 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 is concerning. I have I don't know whether it whether it's it comes across like this or or, or not, but once they've left the family, I'm not like I, the security issue, I, I can't see that they can complain at that at that point just because um they are multimillionaires they can afford their own security yeah i actually looked that up private security is expensive it's about i'm, I'm sure it is two and a half million to three million a year Fine, um, and that's just for, and that's just home security and that does not include mobile security um i i don't think there was an issue with the money i don't the, the impression i got is and I know a lot of people are like, well, you got money, just deal with it. I don't think it was all about the money issue about security. I think it was the interaction of the family. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. It would be like you telling one of your kids, like, you know what, your sister and your other brother are going to be able to do this. You're on your own. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, how is it that the rules have changed all of a sudden because of me? That's that's what I got from it. So, yeah. And and they did say, you know, I don't think they were complaining about they're not being security because it was when it was taken away, it was, it sounds like it was pretty sudden and they had to scramble because they didn't have a, they didn't have a real plan. And then also it sounds like they were getting like threats, you know, that type of stuff. Um, so they figured it out. They get, they had help from friends to, you know, I mean, kind of quickly, you know, adjust to like, Oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. But I just got the, the impression it wasn't so much, these are a bunch of rich people complaining about money and I'm pretty sure they know they could figure it out. But I think it was, it just sounds like all of a sudden, all of the rules have changed because of me and who I married right. and because of my child. Today, it's been quite interesting seeing um, the press or certain areas of the press justify previous actions, which is really interesting because that's exactly what they did when Diana died. You know, they immediately went into, well, we're just going to justify exactly what. And look, here's an example. Look, on when they got engaged, look, look at the, the front pages. No negative stuff there. Look, yeah. when they got married, look how welcoming we were of a black woman into the royal family. Look how, look, we said it's going to modernize the family. Aren't we great? Um, <laughs> they sort of failed to admit the racism before they got engaged and the bit, <laughs> the bit afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, this that, is that, the I have black friends thing. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, let, let's let's talk about race in a bit more detail then. So one of the clips that's been played a lot here is this uh, suggestion, allegation that a 
member of the family uh, had a concern about how dark the skin of their son would be. Is is that a summary? Is that a, have I read yeah. that right? Yeah, basically. Okay, so the, the, here they've played some, put some emphasis on the word concern, and I, and I wonder whether you know like some people say people use the word concern in different different ways. Is the suggestion that they were concerned because you know the lighter the better, or what what what's the suggestion there? The the way it came across was it, it, that was being concerned with how this kid is going to look um, based on skin color. So yes, you're right. You know, if he's lighter, better, darker, we may have some issues. That's the impression. And I know I saw some British media, they were like, well, maybe it's just like asking about eye color. Like, mm. yeah, no. And I will say <laughs> as somebody who's been on the other side of that, it yeah. is never received that way at all i mean why would it be why would it be so because ridiculous. it's just like why are you and usually what happens and i think this is why a lot of biracial people were triggered and especially people who are who have biracial kids there is people do say their concerns and then it's just like well what are you gonna do if they are if they look a certain yeah. way and it's like yeah. wow okay <laughs> yeah that, and that would probably get anybody a little, you know, twitchy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, that's that, that's useful because I wasn't sure whether the person in question just was like really shit at at using <laughs> using words, and whether they were concerned about the impact for the child with things like the press, whether that would make them more susceptible yeah. to the things that Megan's experiencing, but it sounds like they're just concerned that there might be a, you know, a brown baby in the royal family. They, they didn't go that deep because, um, and the way they reacted to it, it sounds like it wasn't, we're concerned about the child type thing. Yeah. Um, the fact that so, it comes up is just, it is just fascinating. Well, it's, it's incendiary that, I mean, that's, I mean, that, yeah. that is the, that is the bit that's on the, the, the top of all the websites. That's, that's, yeah. That's the thing. And and I think it's the thing because um, they didn't say who it was. You know, they didn't say who it was, but um, because this was on CBS here, so Gail King is, is besties with Oprah Winfrey. So they are doing like little clips later on throughout the week on the morning show here on CBS. So this morning it was, uh, they played a clip where Harry wanted to clarify that it was not his grandmother or grandfather who asked about that. Right. Very shady. Mm. He like low grade. He's mm. low grade shady. You see, I, I think, so I think everybody assumed that it was Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. I because didn't, he I had, didn't assume. He had a, his, he has a history of, you know, talking about slitty eyed people mm -hmm. and think, think, you know, phrases like that. Um, so that was the assumption, but it's interesting that they've then said it's not them. So, so are we now like in a global guessing game? Oh a, yeah, a game everybody of, a game of Cluedo <laughs> as to who done it. Everybody assumed. Every everybody here initially was just like, oh, it was his dad, Charles, and his brother. So, um, because these weren't conversations with Meghan, these were conversations with Harry. Right. Okay. So it's, and, okay. And usually the way it kind of happens, and I'm just speaking from 
hearing stories from friends when you are in an interracial relationship and you let's just say between a black person and a white person it's usually the white person's family who will bring up the concerns of what happens when the baby doesn't look like you type thing what are you going right. to do about it that type of stuff so mm. i my guess is that you probably had that kind of conversation and then you know and remember they they refer to the family as the institution throughout the entire interview so she was very clear you have to separate the family from the institution that is the royal family yeah well again that's you know that's something that we're used to over here mm -hmm. that that's that separation of, of of how things are how things are defined um so okay so that's interesting but like like just name them name them you know like if you go if you're going out and saying such something like this the the relationship is gone it's over it's lost surely well he said his dad didn't take his phone calls anymore right okay so then are we to put two and two together there then i mean well he said his dad he said <laughs> i i love how he responded it's like are you talking to your dad it's like ah. he started like kind of laughing um it sounds like his he might be talking to his dad he said that's a long relationship they have to work on and his brother has given him space so i don't think he's having a really good go at the relationship with his brother and father at the exact right. moment mm. at this point it doesn't really matter no who, who said it because well it represents the whole family at least does it though i know does it know. does it because it, it, it apparently it doesn't because he said that it doesn't uh relate to the queen or uh or or, or prince philip i i will say the interpretation is if if the royal family is an institution then that is you know from from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, so this is how you all work, you know, if this uh, is a okay. concern. Okay, so, so I, I, I think I think it does need qualifying then because what what we would know here is that the firm, the institution is not just the members of the royal family. It is the workings, the courtiers, the aides, the people who brief against one another. It's it's that whole uh, thing. That's I think that's, it's the whole thing, but they kind of they did something very interesting because oprah does ask like who is the institution is it a person and then megan was like yes oh no it's a couple of people so it sounds like there is probably one or two people who are running the show um it, it, it was just interesting how they did the interview well, the, 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 there are there's a, i mean there's a core there's a core set of members of the royal family it where they're racist <laughs> the, but I think I think it is. Also, is it important? I'm not sure it's important or not, really. But there, there clearly has to be a distinction between individuals who are racist and whether a whole, you know, whether everybody is racist or whether there's institutionalized racism. Those are different things. And I I understand what you're saying. I would say for this one, I I. I'm probably not going to be in let's separate the good from the bad type thing, because at the end of the day, I mean, I understand the, the family, the, the institution is separate from the family, but the family is the institution. And if it's brought up that my child all of a sudden is is making you all change rules, change security rules, change title rules, concerned about how he's going to look, then is, 
unfortunately, you're all about to be lumped in together, unfortunately. And yes, you can take out, take out your individual bits and pieces, but it's kind of hard to, you know, from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, how can I separate you when the institution, which is you, just change the rules because of my child or my wife? Type so, thing. okay. So in which case he's, he's, he's saying that the queen and the Duke of Edinburgh didn't say those particular words, but he is yeah. saying, but they are racist. I don't know. He didn't say anything like that. So, but this but is my point did. though. This is my point. He, you can't, uh, here's you the, can't... I can't speak for Harry. I can only speak from what I saw is it would be hard for me to separate um, the two there. And I, I would assume that Harry is probably having a hard time because it's no different than some of the issues that we've had in our family with the the election issues and talking about racism, being in an interracial marriage, but also it's your family at the same time. So mm. how do you how do you how do you have this conversation? It's complicated. It's a complicated thing because I, I get it. You know, it's like I love my family. But y'all doing some racist stuff. And I'm trying to still figure out how to process this in, in my yeah. head of how to deal with you. And the other thing is, is that the reason it's called an institution is because it's so damn old and it's so damn backwards and antiquated. And uh, again, this comes back to like whether this is the first experience of, of what the royal family is, is really like. But this, this family has been obsessed with bloodlines for a thousand years, a thousand years. Who's got the right bloodline? Who's marrying who? Prince Philip and the Queen are cousins. He was Prince oh, of Greece and Denmark. Uh, uh, Queen Sophia of uh, Spain is is a cousin. You know, they're all related to each other. They they are obsessed with with this. So it's not a huge surprise that they're concerned about you know what happens to to the bloodline. It doesn't make it acceptable, but yeah. that that has been that is. I mean. It's it's such an outdated idea in the first place. The oh, whole, it, it the is whole it's thing. outdated. It's completely outdated, and I, I agree with you. I would. It doesn't justify what they are doing. But if you are that stuck on bloodlines, then yeah, you have somebody who's bringing in one some American bloodlines, and it's like you know what we don't want our stuff in America, and then like you're about to do some things you know, and change how everybody looks because you didn't marry a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so, or an accepted fifth or sixth cousin or however they do it. Cause they're all, oh, they don't have good. to go far. They don't have to go far for it to be acceptable. I think sort of maybe, maybe second cousin possibly. Yeah. 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 It can be, can be, can be quite close. Um, one of the things that, um, was, was questioned here was, uh, whether it was just about the Royal family or whether it was also about, Megan's family and her father and the estrangement there and how she was feeling about that. Was that discussed? Not really. Um, it was just, and it wasn't like constant attack on the Royal family. It was just what Oprah did was like, okay, so I saw this. What is your take on it? What happened? You know, it's kind of like what okay. actually happened. So R Oprah was like, so I, you know, somebody said this, is that true? Um, and she didn't talk about her her parents mainly she only talked about them in that they have lost so much going through all of this you know mm. dealing with her dad and 
you know, the relationships that they have lost on this path and that, you know, that this was not, this was not part of the plan to just, you know, lose so many um, family members along the way. Yeah. I mean, it is sad, isn't it? It's, it is sad that, that things come to that point in a family where families break apart because of something that somebody did or said or didn't do or didn't say. Or, or something that shouldn't be that big of a deal. I, and I think but that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. And, I, and I do feel, I feel for, for Harry because he, because somebody said that he's doing, he's, he's treating his wife the way he wished somebody had treated his mother. And that's a lot to take on. He's not just taking on a family. He's taking on an institution. And then at the same time, you have to deal with racial issues. And, you know, I don't have kids, but I assume that once you start having kids, you'd probably get in Papa Bear, Mama Bear mode. And it's like, okay, so we're about to start a fight now because you're about to, you know, bring kids who had nothing to do with anything uh, in this. So Mm. um, it just sounds like he's taken on a lot and probably just really hurt by everything um one of the uh because obviously it's obviously it's not people are talking about nothing else today um there's a program here at lunchtime called loose women i think it's the same as the view oh okay same kind of format i don't watch it i don't watch it like i can't i can't abide it yeah i can't do this um but i was eating my lunch earlier and flipped the telly on and and it's on and one of the panelists uh, is a lady called Stacey Solomon. She didn't win the X Factor, um, but but she's you know has a is that has how a she's known for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah, Stacey yeah, yeah. Solomon didn't win. She X didn't Factor. win. Um, but she's she's from Essex. I don't know if you know where Essex is or what people say about people from Essex, but they don't no. they don't believe people people say that they're not the brightest um, uh, bulbs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but she came up, but she said something really, uh, I don't think it was particularly profound, but, but something that I, I really resonated with. And she said, how bad must it have been for them to take the decision to do this, to, to take on a firm, an institution that they know has the resources, the media, the ability to make things happen how bad must it have been for them to take that decision to actually do this oh i I, that that was brought up over here um a lot because you have to look at what do they benefit out of getting out of doing this so i assume it must have been bad Mm. for them to I mean, even during this interview, you can you know that this interview was probably fluffy compared to if you got them alone in a room and just, you know, a fly on the wall type situation because mm. um, they were very poised. I got to say they are, they are good at at taking their time to answer questions, but I assume it was bad. And I think one of the moments because she talks about she 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 wanted to not live anymore and and he said that that was you know it really hurt him because he just didn't know what to do at that point and i and i assume that if this is your family and if your wife is saying that you're gonna i mean i guess you just feel helpless Mm -hmm. and realizing that something was going to change and i think one of the 
things because he was talking about his dad not taking his phone calls anymore. You know, Oprah was like, why? And he was like, well, I assume because he said I decided to stand up for my family. And that's when like a lot of stuff just started, you know, going bad. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I say that that going against family is hard for regular people. Yeah. (laughs) Regular people can't. I mean, and we saw a lot of this during I don't know if you saw it during Brexit, but we saw a lot of this during the elections here. So, you know, where people just don't talk to family anymore. So I can't imagine how hard it is to go against an institution that does have the resources to pretty much um, allegedly try to kill you. Uh, (laughs) So I I think I would assume things were really, really bad. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, One final question or comment uh, before we wrap up. And and that is about Oprah Winfrey's hair. She has great hair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? I was like, okay, good. That is great hair. And you too can purchase great hair. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's okay. A wig. It's great wig. Yeah, she's purchased. Wig, she's made a good probably- purchase there. It's probably a lace front, 100% Indian hair. Yeah. You, you want to have a whole hair conversation? <laughs> you have <laughs> lace right front wig, sewing wig. So, yeah. She has great – whoever does her hair, they do a great job. But, yeah, it, it definitely – it sniffs of a wig. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's put that in our little um, our little plan to, dis- to discuss hair. Because <laughs> I've just exposed myself as the white man that I am. <laughs> uh, it happens it happens when you have hair discussions <laughs> yeah yeah very true um okay well no i think that was a really that was a really useful uh little little analysis of of that conversation uh, it'd be really interesting i think to see what what happens next like whether whether there's a reaction from the royal family here or whether which is traditional traditionally the case here they kind of don't say anything they just shrink inside yeah. themselves and just wait it out yeah they're they may have to wait this one out because they are not coming across looking good and the one person i was taking a shower and i said the one person i do feel kind of bad for is the young man who plays charles in the crown because you know us regular people sometimes have a hard time separating the characters from the actors i hope he's not just getting his butt handed to him Mm. With people saying, "How are you? How did, could you treat your son this way?" Um, He's just won a playing, Golden Globe for it, though. He'll be fine. I know, but still, folks. I, I, yeah, playing a villain is probably the most memorable character in a show. And yes, Charles is absolutely a villain right now. Wow. Well, we shall see. Uh, yeah. Let's face it. In in the next episode, it'll probably still be on Twitter, so I'm sure we'll be able to pick it up where we left off. Oh yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. I think last night um, there were a whole bunch of people ready to buy some some plane tickets to just roll up to the <laughs> to the royal palace and like t- put on some Vaseline, take some earrings off, and like who we fighting today? And I was like, hey. wow, y'all got. I said y'all got like Black Twitter was mad last night. Like <laughs> who are we fighting? And where the hell is the UK? Get me a passport. We're going. <laughs> Like, that's wow. fine you just you just have to stay in quarantine for 14 days before you can do anything that's okay we're gonna do the thing and then leave but um okay. i have seen like where black 
black American Twitter and black UK Twitter has united against uh, the rest, the royal family and, you know, all of the, the scenes from like Avengers. People have done way too much on this whole thing, so. Okay, well, can little Republican Ant-Man-like person join in that as well? Is that allowed? Oh, yeah, you can join in. Okay, you know, cool. You know. <laughs> Just make sure you um, bring the right thing to the picnic and you're good to the cookout. Okay. And, yeah. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take your counsel on, yeah. on that just so I get it right. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, well, thanks for this really intellectual, I think, discussion on, on, uh, on this extraordinary event. Yeah, um, have fun watching. See you next time, folks. Bye. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.